to introduce Boyang Wang, a tenure track assistant professor at the University of Cincinnati. Um, he received his PhD from the University of Arizona. Um, and his current research focuses on data security and privacy, adversarial machine learning, encrypted traffic analysis, blockchain and applied cryptography. So lots of stuff. Um, and he's here today to talk to us about fingerprinting encrypted voice traffic on smart speakers. So I will let you uh, take okay. away. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the introduction. Uh, welcome to my talk. I'm Bo Yang. I'm assistant professor from University of Cincinnati. It's a great pleasure to be here. And before I started, I would like to thank uh, Wen Hai, Christina, and uh, Jerry again for inviting me here and uh, for providing such a great opportunity uh, to share our recent research. Uh, so the title of my talk today uh, is Fingerprinting Encrypted Voice Traffic on Smart Speakers. Uh, so basically today I'm going to tell you a story. And at the end of this story, you will learn that anyone can learn what you say to a smart speaker. So here a smart speaker means uh, Amazon Echo or a Google Home. Uh, so a smart speaker essentially is a voice control device. Uh, you can say voice commands to the smart speaker, and you can get the corresponding response. Right? For example, you can say, Alexa, what is the weather? Then you can get the weather information from this device, where essentially it's corresponding voice services on the cloud. And as of 2019, in the U.S., we have more than 29% of U.S. households uh, have smart speakers. And the total number of smart speakers we have in the U.S., this is more than 133 million. And um, in 2024, the approximate market value for smart speakers is going, going to increase to 30 billion U.S. dollars. And currently, in terms of market share, Amazon Echo has about 70%, and Google Home has about 26%. And we do have other uh, smart speakers available on the market, but those two are the two major uh, voice uh, service providers. And you probably will receive one of those during this holiday season as, as a gift. Right? And um, so in case you don't know how a smart speaker works, so when you say a voice command to a smart speaker, for example, Amazon Echo, and this device will send the audio file of your voice command to the server. Then this server, for example, Amazon Voice Services, uh, have normally two major components. One is called automatic speech recognition, and the other one is called natural language understanding. And for this automatic speech recognition, it will transfer the audio file of your voice command into text. Then based on the text of your voice command or your command, this natural language understanding is going to generate a corresponding response uh, of the audio file, and the server will send the audio file back to your device. So that's why you can hear the corresponding information based on your voice comments. And the traffic between the smart speaker and the cloud server is encrypted with um, standard encryption algorithms, so for example, AES. Uh, so today, um, the research is based on our uh, recent paper. Uh, so this is called Fingerprinting Encrypted Voice Traffic on Smart Speakers uh, with Deep Learning. And this was done by a group of graduate students in my lab. 
uh, collaboration with a couple of faculty at University of Cincinnati and also uh, a collaboration with Dr. Swain from Purdue University as well. Uh, so in this paper we studied this um, voice command fingerprinting attacks by using deep learning and uh, based on our results we believe that this attack can reveal privacy of millions of uh, smart speaker users. So uh, first about this attack model. So here we assume that there is a passive attacker uh, which is between a smart speaker and the cloud server. And this attacker can either stop encrypted traffic between a, a smart speaker and uh, the cloud server. And normally your uh, smart speaker is connected to a Wi-Fi access point. And then in this case, this uh, passive attacker could be uh, someone on your Wi-Fi network or a compromised Wi-Fi access point, a compromised router, or even your internet service provider. Okay? And the goal of this attack is to infer which voice command you say to a smart speaker. And uh, if an attacker can do this, that means that this attacker can infer uh, what kind of activities you have at home and things you like and things you don't like. And this could lead to an intended disclosure and uh, ultimately could uh, harm uh, internet freedom as well. So essentially this voice command fingerprinting is a type of encrypted traffic analysis which um, have been studied uh, by the research community for many years. Uh, the, the most famous one is called website fingerprinting. And in this website fingerprinting, the goal for this attacker is to infer which websites a user visits in Tor networks, for example. And in addition to that, we have video stream fingerprinting. And in this attack, uh, the goal of this attacker is to infer which YouTube video a user watches over encrypted traffic. And for this voice command fingerprinting, this is relatively new. And there are currently two uh, research papers can be categorized in, in this um, direction. So the first one is, uh, this was published in past 2019. And in this paper, um, the authors studied three voice commands on Amazon Echo. And for each one, they only uh, had three traffic traces per voice command or per class. But so the, goal, uh, the goal of this paper was to uh, try to identify different uh, smart home um, devices. Okay. And the second paper we have, this is, uh, was published in CNS 19. And this is actually one of our previous study. Um, so in this paper, we evaluate uh, 100 classes, which means 100 voice commands. But for each one, we only had uh, 10 traffic traces uh, per class. Or in other words, the current study we have, uh, we have limited data sets, which could affect our understanding about the privacy leakage uh, in this voice command fingerprint. So then you may wonder how this uh, encrypted traffic analysis, this fingerprinting is possible because although the uh, traffic between a smart speaker and the cloud server is encrypted with standard encryption, uh, for example, AES uh, with TLS 1.2, so that means the uh, attacker cannot decrypt those packages. But on the other hand, this adversary can learn side channel information uh, from the traffic. 
More specifically, this attacker can learn the size of each packet and can learn the direction of each packet and can also learn the order of those packages as well. And just to give you a very quick example, so here I have three uh, heat maps. And for each heat map, uh, I have 10 traffic traces from a same uh, voice command or from a same class. Uh, so that means for each one, I repeat the voice command 10 times. Then I get both the incoming and outgoing traffic from the smart speaker. So I list um, uh, 10 traffic traces here in each heat map. And two things we can learn from those three figures. So first thing we can learn is that, so if I do have a, a traffic trace, this is from the same class, then as you can see here, although every single time it is not exactly the same, but it is very similar. And another thing we can learn from those uh, three heat maps is that if I do have a traffic trace from a different class, then potentially this is different, right? So for example, if based on those three heat maps, so now I give you another traffic trace and at this point, this is, we don't know the class, right? Or we don't know which voice command it is. So now based on this three heat maps, can you tell me which voice command it is for this uh, traffic trace here at the bottom? Any suggestions? Is it the first one or the second one? Second one, right? So Alexa, what is my sports update? Right, so as you can see here, the reason here is that because this, uh, we can see this one has a very similar pattern as the uh, second heat map we have, okay? So from this example, uh, we can tell that it is possible to uh, fingerprint uh, different voice commands based on the traffic pattern, all right? So now let's take a look at another example. So now again, I have three heat maps. And again, in each heat map, I have um, traffic tr 10 traffic traces for one voice command. Um, and for each traffic trace, I have both outgoing and incoming traffic. So on the first one, I have Alexa, what is the price of Bitcoin? Alexa, second one, Alexa, what is my traffic report? And third one, Alexa, what is the weather? So now based on those three heat maps, now if I have another traffic trace here, okay? And can you tell me, based on those three heat maps, can you tell me which voice command or which class it is for this uh, traffic trace at the bottom here? So how many of you think this is the uh, first voice command here? Okay, one, okay, good, two, all right. So how many of you saying, all right, three. So how many of you think this is the second voice command here? All right, good. And how many of you think this is actually the third voice command? Okay, good, good. So actually, this is, this is another voice <laughs> command. <laughs> Alexa, what is gluten? All right, so as you can see from this example, Right. Although from the previous slide, we know that this is possible to fingerprint uh, voice commands based on traffic pattern. But as you can see from this example, this is not very easy to do by, by humans. Right? So in this paper, next let's talk about the assumptions we have in this study. First, uh, we assume that this is closed word setting. 
So which means we assume that the attacker knows uh, a set of commands, uh, for example, 100 voice commands. Then a traffic trace uh, that is captured from a target is definitely associated with one voice command in this set. Okay, so that's the assumption. This is called closed word setting. And in addition to that, we assume attacker knows the start time and end time of uh, each traffic trace. And also attacker knows the IP address of a smart speaker. And attacker has the same type of smart speaker as the target, as a user. And each traffic trace uh, includes uh, both the packages for voice command and also the packages for the corresponding response as well which means we have both outgoing traffic and also the incoming traffic from the server, right? Then essentially, this problem can be formulated as a supervised learning problem, which means uh, attacker has an unlabeled traffic trace, which is captured uh, from a target. Then this attacker can collect training traffic traces um, based on each voice command in this set then this attacker can decide which uh, label or which class it is for this unlabeled traffic trace from this target. Okay? But one of the main challenges we have here is that we do not have large-scale research data sets to evaluate the uh, privacy leakage in this kind of problem here. Then here are the uh, main contributions we have. So in this study, we develop an automatic traffic crawler and by using that, we collect the two large-scale data sets on Amazon Echo and uh, Google Home as well. Then we leverage deep learning uh, to advance the attack accuracy. More specifically, we leverage convolutional neural networks, long short-term memory, and also stacked autoencoder as well. And based on our results in the closed world setting, for CNN, for example, we can achieve 89% of accuracy which is very uh, impressive. So um, first, let's talk about the traffic crawler we have here. Um, so as you can see from this uh, figure, so for this traffic crawler, we have um, three major components. First, we have this Raspberry Pi served as a Wi-Fi access point. And then we have a smart speaker. Here we have Amazon Echo, second generation which is connected to this Raspberry Pi wirelessly. Then we have a regular speaker, which is connected to this Raspberry Pi using USB. And this Raspberry Pi is connected to the internet using an Ethernet cable. Then on this uh, Raspberry Pi, we uh, generate audio files uh, for different voice commands by using public text-to-speech APIs from Google and Amazon. Um, so for each voice command, we generate five different audio files, one for each different automated voice we have. And overall, we have three female voices and two male voices. Then we play those um, audio files one by one. And when we play one uh, audio file, we wait a little bit in order to get the response from the server. In the meantime, we run TCP dump to collect the encrypted traffic um, to the server and also from the server as well. And by doing this, uh, by using this automatic traffic crawler, we can collect 3,000 traffic traces uh, each day without any human interaction. 
And by using this, we collect two large-scale data sets. Um, so the first one is on Amazon Echo. So as I mentioned, for each one, we have uh, 100 voice commands or 100 classes. And for each voice command, we have um, 1,500 uh, traffic traces. And for those voice commands, we actually selected based on uh, Amazon Echo weekly emails. So if you do have uh, Amazon Echo at home, uh, you can receive weekly emails from Amazon. And for each email, it will tell you uh, what are the popular voice commands uh, people will ask during that week. Right? So that's how we select those popular voice commands. And for uh, Google Home, we also uh, select 100 voice commands as well. And for the data collection for Amazon Echo dataset, it took about nine weeks to complete. And the size of the uh, entire data set is about 25 gigabytes. And similarly for Google Home, it took about nine weeks to uh, complete as well. And the data, data collection started um, in March 2019, and we uh, completed that data collection in August 2019. Then for the attack, we leverage uh, three deep learning models. Uh, first one, convolutional neural networks. The reason that we select uh, CNN is because, in general, CNN is pretty good in terms of classification, especially for images. And that's, that's why we think CNN is potentially a good solution for this uh, fingerprinting attack. And in addition to that, we also leverage long short-term memory. And long short-term memory is very good in terms of handling time series data. And for traffic traces we have, essentially those are uh, time series data. So that's why we think LSTM here is potentially a good option for this attack. And uh, we also leverage stacked autoencoder. And um, stacked autoencoder is very good in terms of extracting features from uh, high dimensional data. And for the traffic traces we have, we have a lot of packages, or in other words, we have a lot of dimensions. Uh, so that's why we think this uh, stacked autoencoder is potentially a good option for our problem as well. Um, so here is a brief uh, overview of the framework for our CNN model. Uh, so as you can see here, we have one input layer, and overall we have four convolutional layers uh, for max pooling, one global pooling, one dense layer, and uh, one output layer at the very end. So we did try uh, uh, several different structures, and this one was the best uh, we got in terms of uh, attack accuracy. Then for LSTM, so we have, uh, as you can see here, we have one input layer, uh, overall five LSTM layers. Uh, after each LSTM layer, we also have dropout. And at the very end, we have one dense layer and one output layer as well. So for each LSTM layer, uh, it has multiple LSTM units. Normally, it's about 128 or 256. And for each unit, we have uh, forgot gate, input gate, and also output gate. So those are uh, the standard structure for LSTM uh, unit. And for LSTM, uh, we also try several different structures as well. And this is a framework for our SAE. And uh, we have four layers for the encoder, uh, one layer for the code, and four layers for the decoder. 
and during the training we train the encoder code and decoder then uh, during the classi uh, classification we uh, take the encoder and code out then we add an additional dense layer at the very end for the classifier and in addition to those three um, neural networks we also leverage this uh, ensemble learning and the basic idea is to uh, make multiple models to vote uh, during the prediction so that we can achieve a higher accuracy. And so basically we take the, uh, the last layer of each single model, then we assign a weight for each one, they we calculate the prediction uh, overall. And we have average ensemble, which means the weight for each single model is, uh, is the same. And we have also this weighted ensemble as well, which means the weight for each model is, is based on the performance of each single model, okay? And so next, let's talk about the data format. So after we uh, collect those uh, raw traffic data, uh, we represent those data into two different formats. Uh, one is binary, uh, which means we only keep the direction information for each packet. And then the other format we call it numerical format, which means we keep both the uh, direction and the, also the size of each packet. So that means, for example, if I have a traffic trace has four uh, packages, first one I have 500 bytes, um, and this possible one is uh, outgoing, and second one I have 200 bytes uh, outgoing as well, third one 150 bytes, um, incoming and the last one is 300 bytes uh, outgoing as well and if this is binary then I represent it as uh, positive one positive one negative one and positive one right direction only and if this is numeric then we have um, positive 500 positive 200 negative 150 and also positive uh, 300 as well and for traffic traces that are from different classes or from different voice commands, we actually padded, we actually uh, padded them or trace them to the same length before we uh, feed into uh, neural networks. Before, because for neural networks, we have to uh, have the same length for um, data from different classes. Then for the experiment setting, uh, so we implement uh, our attacks with Python and we use Keras as the front end and the TensorFlow as the back end. And uh, we used uh, GPU uh, for the training. And we did five-fold cross-validation. And uh, we, uh, for the training, we have 64% uh, of the data and 16% of the data for validation and 20% of the data for, for test. And for each single model, uh, we uh, searched hyperparameters uh, by using this uh, NNI, which is a Microsoft uh, toolkit. And we use this TPE as uh, turning algorithm, which is available from this NNI. And for each single model, we run 50 iterations with this NNI or we stop if it is uh, longer than uh, 200 hours, which is about uh, roughly nine days. Then, so after we search those uh, hyperparameters, so those are the results we got in this closed world setting 
on this Amazon Echo dataset by using both outgoing traffic and also incoming traffic. So as you can see from this table, the first thing we can observe here is that numerical format actually leaks more information, which means uh, with the same model, if attacker um, uses uh, numerical format, then potentially it can achieve a higher accuracy. And the second thing we can learn from this table here is that both CNN and LSTM, they have a very similar uh, accuracy and they are both better than SAE uh, in our uh, results. And in addition to that, we learned that ensemble learning can improve the attack accuracy. For example, for uh, CNN with the numerical format, um, we can achieve 89% of accuracy, but by using weighted ensemble, we can further improve the accuracy to 92.8%. Uh, any questions at this point? All right, good. So th those are the results we got on Amazon Echo datasets by using, again, uh, outgoing and incoming traffic uh, both. And uh, we also uh, evaluate the attack accuracy on Google Home dataset as well. And basically, we have very similar observations uh, compared to the results uh, we had based on Amazon Echo dataset. So, uh, which means, again, the numerical format can achieve a higher accuracy. And both CNN and LSTM, they have very similar performance here. And they're both better than SAE. And for this uh, Google Home dataset, we did not evaluate uh, the ensemble learning because uh, CNN already achieved a very uh, high accuracy. Besides the variance uh, we got uh, through, uh, from those uh, five-fold cross-validation was very low, so we did not test ensemble learning for this data set. And then next, we uh, compared our uh, neural networks with a couple of attacks based on traditional machine learning algorithms. So uh, the first one is, is called Cumul. And this is based on the uh, cumulative function of um, traffic size by using SVM as the classifier. And the second one, uh, which is CNS-19, uh, this was one of our uh, previous uh, study. And in this one, we used a set of manually selected features and by using AdaBoost as a classifier. So in this comparison, as you can see here, um, both our CNN and LSTM uh, can achieve a better accuracy than Cumul and uh, CNS-19 here. And uh, CNS-19 can actually achieve a better performance than Cumul. And for each attack here, as you can see, that uh, attack accuracy is very high compared to random guessing, which is only 1%. And uh, another thing we observe from this result here is that uh, in general, for neural networks, uh, they require more time in terms of training compared to uh, attack methods that are uh, based on traditional machine learning algorithms. And this result is based on closed word setting by using uh, both incoming and outgoing traffic uh, based on numerical format here on Amazon Echo dataset. And next, we uh, 
also evaluates the impact of data sets. Um, so again, we compare those five different attacks, but we change the, uh, the size of the data set. Uh, each single time we still have 100 voice commands or 100 classes, but we uh, keep increasing the, the number of uh, traces for each class. All right. So as you can see in this figure, at the very beginning when the number of traffic traces is uh, 100, and in that case actually CNS19 is the best uh, attack method. But when more uh, data are available, then both CNN and LSTM can perform other uh, attack methods here. And this is based on Amazon Echo data sets by using numerical format here, using both outgoing and incoming traffic. All right, so, um, so now, however, uh, one uh, a key question here is, are our attacks practical on human voices? Okay. So because um, during our data collection, also we leveraged five automated voices by using pu public text-to-speech APIs, uh, which means we can offer certain level of viruses in voice commands, but it's not enough because uh, we know that for human vo uh, voices, uh, vary a lot due to many factors, for example, age, uh, gender, and accent. And that means uh, this could potentially lead to high variances in voice commands and potentially affect uh, the traffic pattern of outgoing traffic on a smart speaker. And in addition to that, we know that humans can ask the same intent with uh, different tags. So, for example, Alex can ask, is it going to rain tomorrow? And Bob can ask, will it rain tomorrow? And both of the uh, voice commands, they have the same intent, but uh, they have very different tags here. And this, again, could potentially lead um, high variances in voice commands and affect outgoing traffic, the pattern of outgoing traffic on a smart speaker. Then apparently evaluating all the possible variances um, by considering both uh, human voices and text is a nearly an impossible task. But on the other hand, uh, we observe that for those variances caused by human voices and text, they do not affect the responses uh, generated by the AI-based voice services on the server side. And based on that observation, we believe that if we only evaluate the, uh, so if we evaluate the attack uh, accuracy of our models by using incoming traffic only, then we can demonstrate that our attacks are actually practical, even though uh, we could have high variances in human uh, voices. All right, so here are the results we got. So, uh, as you can see here, even by considering incoming traffic only, our attack models can still achieve very high accuracy. So for example, originally if we use both incoming and outgoing traffic, LSTM for example can achieve 88% of accuracy, but now if we use uh, incoming traffic only, 
with LSTM, we can still achieve 85% of the accuracy. And similarly for weighted ensemble, previously we can achieve 92% of accuracy by using both incoming and outgoing. So now if we use incoming traffic only, we can still achieve 86% um, of accuracy here by using weighted ensemble. And we got similar observations on Google Home dataset as well. And by doing this, um, we actually um, demonstrate that our attacks are practical on human voices. And those results are uh, based on Amazon Echo datasets in closed world setting uh, based on numerical format here. Okay. And um, then in for Amazon Echo datasets, uh, based on the, so because now we use incoming traffic only, and based on the responses we got um, from each voice command, we further uh, categorize those voice commands into three different uh, uh, groups. Um, so first one we call it a single response commands. So that means uh, during our data collection, if we ask this voice command every single time, we got the same or very similar response from the server. So for example, if you ask Alexa, where is Mount Rushmore, then every single time you got um, exact, almost the same uh, response from the server. And the second type here, we call it time sensitive, um, which means when we ask this voice command here, uh, we got uh, different content, but the format is very similar. And this could change based on the time here. For example, if you ask Alexa, what is the weather? Um, then the information from yesterday and today could be very different. And the last uh, category we have here, uh, we call it multiple response commands. So which means uh, when we ask one voice command here, uh, we could potentially receive uh, several different responses. So for example, if you ask Alexa, tell me a joke, and every single time you could potentially get a different joke, but overall there are only uh, six or sev seven different jokes. Okay, so if you try 100 times, then you will um, always have those um, six or seven jokes. Then based on this, we evaluate the uh, attack accuracy based on each category. So as you can see here for uh, single response commands and time sensitive commands, those are relatively easier to uh, infer because the, the content or the format of those uh, responses are very similar. And for, on the other hand, for multiple response commands, those are not that easy to infer, but still uh, we, got, we got pretty good accuracy here with 70% of accuracy using CNN model. And so this is based on Amazon Echo datasets by using numerical format and incoming traffic only. So one uh, thing we can learn from here is that potentially if voice service providers, they could uh, increase variances in terms of tax of those responses, then this could potentially mitigate the privacy leakage for users to some extent, but not a lot. And then next, we also evaluate uh, the open world setting for our attacks. So in this open world setting, we assume that attacker, uh, again, knows a set of commands. 
And then for a traffic trace that is captured from a target, um, the voice command of this traffic trace may not be in this uh, set here. And essentially for this open world setting, uh, this can be formulated as a binary classification problem. And in order to evaluate the performance in this open world setting, so we have one monitor list. And in this one monitor list, we have all the uh, hundreds voice commands we have in the closed world setting. And for each voice command, we took uh, 100, uh, 200 traffic traces for each class. Then we have another unmonitored list. And this uh, monitor list has another uh, 100 different voice commands. And for each one, we collected 200 traffic traces uh, for each voice command. Then we uh, retrain the model. So here are the results we got uh, in this open world setting. Uh, so as you can see here, based on this numerical format and also incoming traffic only, um, our attacks are very effective uh, in terms of um, um, deciding whether this traffic trace is in this set or not. Right? So for example, for CNN, we can achieve more than 99% of accuracy and more than 99% of a true positive rate. And the false positive rate is also very low. And this is the same for every single model we have. Then uh, based on all those results uh, from the attack, now we want to uh, propose a defense in order to uh, mitigate the potential privacy leakage for users. Um, so this defense we have here, the basic idea is to obfuscate traffic pattern by uh, integrating two existing methods. Uh, so the first one here, this is called adaptive padding. And the basic idea is to add uh, dummy packages uh, in the traffic trace. And the second one here, this is called differential privacy. And the basic idea here is to uh, change the package size of uh, each package based on the size of its previous packages. And so for our defense evaluation, uh, so basically we apply this proposed defense on both uh, outgoing and incoming traffic. And since we cannot change the current protocol uh, on smart speakers, so um, our results are simulation based, which means the obfuscated traffic are generated based on the uh, original uh, traffic in our data sets. And during our evaluation, we evaluated two scenarios. Uh, so the first one uh, is uh, we assume that attacker trains those neural networks with the original traffic or with no defense, then a test with uh, obfuscated traffic uh, when defense is available. And the second scenario here is that we assume attacker trains with obfuscated traffic and also tests with obfuscated traffic as well. And between those two, the second one is a more realistic setting because we assume that attacker can uh, adapt uh, when a defense uh, is available in, in practice. And uh, so those are the results we have, as you can see in, from this table. So with, uh, when for the first scenario here, if attacker trains with 
original traffic, but tasked with obfuscated traffic, then our defense can reduce the attack accuracy to almost 1%, which is very close to random guessing. And this is effective for different attack methods as well. And in addition to that, if we assume that attacker can train with obfuscated traffic and task with obfuscated traffic, then our uh, defense can still reduce the attack accuracy to 28%. And this is compared to 89% uh, with uh, ensemble learning uh, by using incoming traffic only. And as you can see from this table, our defense is also effective against the other two uh, attack methods, which are based on traditional machine learning algorithms. And uh, next, another thing we did uh, was to uh, evaluate the impact of this uh, privacy parameter epsilon uh, in differential privacy. And this is based on Amazon Echo data sets by using both incoming and outgoing traffic uh, in numerical format. And so as we can see here, for a, a smaller voice, uh, a smaller privacy parameter epsilon here, that means a higher noise level uh, for differential privacy, that means our defense is more effective in that case. But on the other hand, if we have a greater value of privacy parameter, that means the noise level is lower, uh, the defense is less effective in that case. Okay. And also we evaluate the uh, potential trade-offs we have uh, for this defense here. And overall our observation here is that our defense uh, only uh, introduces low latency and affordable bandwidth. So for example, if the privacy parameter or the privacy budget epsilon is 0.005 and the uh, latency of each uh, traffic trace on average, this is about 136 milliseconds, uh, which is very low. And then the bandwidth uh, in that case overhead is, is going to be about uh, 55 kilobytes. And if we increase the privacy uh, parameter epsilon here, we can reduce the latency of, of each traffic trace, but we, we have to uh, increase the bandwidth overhead in this case. So there is a trade-off here. Then uh, about the limitations of uh, our study. So the first thing about the selection of voice commands. So we evaluate 100 voice uh, popular voice commands in our study on Amazon Echo and also Google Home. But on the other hand, we do realize that the number of voice commands people could ask in practice is much greater than this number here. And it's going to be very interesting to see how we can evaluate uh, the privacy leakage of voice command fingerprinting with a larger scale of uh, voice commands. And in addition to that, uh, for the uh, Voice commands, we did not select voice commands that are uh, involved with interactions with another IoT device or any uh, credit card transactions. So for example, uh, if we uh, ask Alexa to order 1,500 pizzas, uh, we don't have the money. And second, we cannot eat 1,500 pizzas. 
And uh, another limitation here is that, um, so in our um, evaluation, we assume that each voice command, it has the same priority probability here. But this is actually not the case in practice, uh, especially when we consider um, particular contacts here. So for example, let's assume that we do uh, capture one traffic trace uh, from a target. And based on our models, we think that this is either the first class how many days until Christmas, or the second class uh, how many days until tax day. And so since we captured this traffic today, and this is still before Christmas, and um, obviously the probability of the first class uh, is higher than the probability of the second class. Right? So those things we did not consider in our evaluation. And that's the end of my talk. Any questions? Yes. So um, uh, in this case, like you had that uh, automatic crawler set up, right? The Raspberry Pi. And yes. Yeah. So, but uh, some currently like Amazon like offers like Alexa skills kit where you can make those queries like at a faster scale, like using their API calls itself. Uh, is that something uh, you consider and is that not like helping in this case or would that help to scale this? Uh, so the question here is can we also let's say fingerprint different voice skills? Is that like uh, there's API calls you can make ra mm -hmm. rather than like having an actual speaker. Mm -hmm. You can make those calls directly like through like code, right? So okay. Uh, so in this case, like is there anything like inherently like v vulnerable with the speaker that you're exploiting or is it, uh, how is it different like from making, a, a, like asking Alexa on my phone for the same thing? Can the trace like sniffing be done in that case also? Like if I were to ask Alexa from my phone? Um, oh, so you are saying, let's say if, uh, we use the Alexa app on, on the smartphone and uh, can this type of attack, um, figure out, uh, fingerprint, what kind of voice command. Um, I, I would say potentially yes, if attacker has exactly the same setting as you have, then it is, it's possible, I, I would say, yeah. But again, the uh, whole assumption here, as you can see here, is we assume that attacker can have a very similar setting as, as a target so that you can, because if you change a device and you change the network setting, the traffic trace or the traffic pattern could be very different, although it is the same voice command. In that case, attacker has to recollect the data in that case, or potentially leverage other techniques, for example, transfer learning uh, to infer uh, which kind of voice command it is. Uh, I would say it's possible, but so there are additional things where data collection uh, need to be done in that case. Yeah, that's a very good question. Any other questions you may have? Well, thank you so much. Thank you.